Hello and welcome to an exclusive episode of The Viewpoint on the aftermath of Manchester United's humiliating defeat against a team managed by their former coach Jose Mourinho. Today, I'll be joined by two passionate Manchester United supporters in the form of Ayush and Jason who will be expressing their feelings loud and clear along with the problems that the club is facing. So like always, let's get right into it. Manchester United versus Spurs. So, <laughs> Jason and Ayush, I we specially we are doing this podcast right now for, uh, for an exclusive segment to you know just discuss about whatever happened in the game. So I leave it up to you guys to you know have to speak up your mind and you know talk about basically everything that you have in your mind right now because I'm sure that there, there are plenty of things. So uh, Ayush, you can start. <laughs> um it's um let's begin how we are feeling it's heartbreaking to see a club of this stature to go down like this the players are embarrassing the club not themselves not the fans but the club before blaming everything before blaming the players i think um we really don't have a the united don't have an identity under ole i thought we'll just give him one more season and things become clearer but i think we can pretty much observe uh, that last season was just a surge a spike in our performances because of fernandes his world class presence lifted us but is back to being a mid table team and adding to that over is our over the top wages being given to the players nobody is fighting for the club for the badge for the shirt there's lack of intensity defenders are rubbish the goal by endombele maguire just pulled shaw away abhi how are you the captain of manchester united how is that player worth 80 million is preposterous but just, again just uh, to stop you there just to stop you there uh, yeah, i'm just yeah. trying to point out a quick fact here uh, yeah. are the fans i'm like i'm pretty sure they have the right to be annoyed and everything but but uh, is it like jumping the gun and criticizing too much because obviously the events that happened in the game they were not in the favor of united uh, post the red card before the red card also they were not playing well but uh, is it are the fans being over critical of ole and the team or is it see warranted it's i think it's because of the frustration that has built up over the years that is and it is just getting out of the but i'll point out the the small small things which are uh, visible to us from last season as well there is no proper structure i feel bruno runs bruno fernandes is the only player who deserves to wear the manchester united jersey right now bruno runs up presses the ball and if the pass passes behind him and he's exasperated as there's no one as nobody's aggressive they are paid well and and just just having a fun time there nobody's wanting to do the dirty work press the players want the balls you lose the ball you have to win you have need to have the ball if it's gone you need to win it back as a team it's not individual it's a team one goes the other one covers it's a team game it's a structure today's loss is a clear example of that look at pogba he's a midfielder who won the world cup and watch him give the ball away watch his reaction how is a world cup winner football is not always about sunshine glory this dirty work you need to push you need he needs to be pushed needs tough love i think ole is too soft for this part i have mentioned in the last podcast as well if it were i'll give you an example if it was someone else porinho pep or klopp they would have beaten up anthony tender for dinner look at them he speaks and smiles like it's a walk in a park with his friends get a red card the decision was preposterous it was rubbish how can you give that red card like that look at eric lamela i think it's a disgrace that player is a disgrace he would have 
we would be having a throat operation right now it seems what example are we giving away with a decision like that english football association or anti retaliatory or any fucking referee of the world a player has to dive to get a decision in his favor play act or something like that you have var available to you and you didn't even check it so is it it, it was daylight robbery is it down to anthony taylor and his bad decision or also we are we are not stepping in when it's actually needed I don't know. I don't know if it was checked or not. If it would have been checked, it would have been red card for both or yellow card for both. Both of them deserve a warning because Alamela, you know, initiated it. He was the one who just elbowed uh, Marcial and prompted a reaction from him. How is it just Marcial because uh, Alamela held his throat and dived? Abhi he touched it. It was like a, it was like a slap at the throat. You die and you don't react like that. Jason, what do you have to say? Yeah, I think I agree with what uh, Ayush had to say. I think you know, if it was a reaction from both the sides, it was not that you know Marshall's reaction was way more as compared to Lamela, and Lamela was the one who initiated it. So I think you know, if the punishment had to be given, it should have been given to both. You know, either give both a red or both a yellow. But I don't see only United being punished was fair, and that, that obviously okay. it uh, would would uh, Lamela have gotten a red card had Marshall fa- uh, fallen uh, during the initial contact? Yeah, probably he that could have happened. I mean, you know, play acting is a huge part of the game today, so uh, that could have uh, changed the decision in United's favor. Or probably you know, it could have been anything. It could have the rules have been could have been reversed. You know, you. the tottenham could have gotten a red card and united could have been safe but i think it was one of those days where you the refereeing decision was not in favor of united okay now coming to the match uh, this is what my observation is and i'm not a united fan so you will be better off explaining me these things i think uh, united and i've been pointing out uh, in the past episodes that uh, i think there is a center back problem in the team but i I've never heard United uh, trying to prioritize a center back in the summer because the the area that you guys are trying to strengthen is always the wing or the, I think the left back. I so what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I think that is a problem that we had even you know the last couple of seasons and I don't understand why Woodward is not trying to prioritize buying a center back. You know, I don't I mean, even right now, we've just confirmed the signings of Cavani and Alex Telles, but that is still not going to solve. Alex Telles is not going to solve our defensive problems, and I mean, Harry Maguire is not doing justice to his price tag at all. Is is it because of the price tag that they're not uh, going after another centre back because they've already failed and embarrassed themselves basically? Um, I don't think that is a good enough reason to not go behind. I mean, if you have, uh, you know, if they, you can see a hole in your squad, you have to fill it. I mean, whatever the price tag is, and considering the type of, you know, the financial backing that we have, I don't think we cannot pull it off. It's just that you know we're not targeting the right players. I mean, you look, so I mean, you look at City; they have spent two hundred million on defenders, and even though you know all the defenders have not succeeded, but they're at least still trying and making the effort to fill that hole in their squad. But I think United has to, you know. try and design the right kind of players that will improve the team i think even today you know you can blame the attack you can put the blame on likes of pogba and bruno fernandes but again it was the defense that was lacking and you look at maguire and what he did in the first goal i mean you cannot expect that from a defender that is playing from united it's a 200 million plus defense line and it's a, the wage yes. structure if you see they are on the wages of I think uh, Liverpool don't give their players that many wages. It, they're they're having a party of their own. 
Correct. So uh, just adding up to what Ayush and uh, Jason, what points you made. So the question again comes down to me for uh, for me it comes down to the identity which when Ayush rightly rightly pointed out in the uh, start. So is there a plan of what you want to do with the ball or without the ball? Because I clearly um, remember uh, asking Ayush this question particularly in the last podcast that uh, would you consider yourself as a counter attacking team and he was pretty much of the opinion that yes we are a counter attacking team and if you see for the third goal what bai did he tried to play out from the back so is there a confusion between the plan of what to do with the ball and without the ball and i think that has to come with, from the manager yeah this clear i think the management is to be blamed for that because there is no identity they are either playing of playing out from the back and bai is not a ball playing defender he needs to be taught that you need you need to coach that you have some players you need to improve them i think the management is having the problem there itself if you have the player at your disposal you need to improve some of them at least some of them and the defense line is Like I think Maguire is an 80 million defender, and he does that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't even start for what Crystal Palace if I if we play like that. Alan Van Dijk of himself. I think he was what uh, one of the best right backs, full backs in the last year or last to last year. And look at him now. Especially the goal will be the the Kane assist for the uh, Son goal. How that's just a basic. You can't leave the ball like that, and everybody. You everybody saw what happened because they just moved around. Matic was pointing it out that he has to run. Son is running in the open, but nobody was coming. No, but I would blame Maguire and Aaron Bissaka both because you just can't let that quick Obviously, pass go through the Son. Obviously, that's the basics of football. Basics yeah. are defending. And Bai also switched off, so that also has to be taken account. If you see a player moving. Just right past you. You need to cover him or maybe stop him even because if the free kick is not taken, you can basically even you know hold him up and just make sure that he doesn't go away from you. Exactly. And you are playing for Manchester, not Barnsley or any championship championship team. Yeah, Jason. I, I think I agree with uh, Ayush there. I think it's the you know management's problem. I I mean, if you look at Bayi trying to play out from the back, that's not the kind of uh, football that United are. you know playing but the fact that he had to end up doing that it just shows that you know how much how bad how how much we lack in confidence you know because our defense has been absolutely terrible you know the keeping also has not been uh, good so it just shows the confidence level in the team right now and definitely when you were 2-1 down and then you know to when tottenham were putting that kind of uh, pressure on us you know by he just did what he had to do and he just failed so okay so the, uh, just to interrupt you guys uh, aston villa has scored a third goal against liverpool yeah. what kind of reaction do you expect from liverpool um liverpool i mean if alisson is not there they are going to be vulnerable at the back that is for sure i mean that's what happened i think uh, when they came back from the whole lockdown they considered a lot of goals they were out of form and if alisson is out for i think he's out for one month or so if he's out for that long then they're going to struggle i think struggle. even that, that's what happened in the champions league as well right because yeah. when adrian uh, played against atletico he made a mess of things and pretty much got them eliminated so let's see how that match goes yeah see, so, from your own what do you see what do you expect from manchester united i'm completely at a loss like right now i think so first of all ole has to give some tough love to these players they are they are just lazy and they are just not concentrated okay let me put it let me put it the right way i think i haven't uh, framed my question man uh, well is uh, ole the right guy to take your head let's start from there see after this I match this we... last week also 
after this match i think uh, it's a uh, pretty the whole look that has crept up i think the faults which are it was it's being very much visible right now so firstly i'll see about the reaction united will give and let's give him at least uh, one month of this football because october is a very tough month for us we have psg we have leipzig we have arsenal and we have chelsea also if i am not wrong so let's see if we give him this month and if he doesn't fare then i think uh, there is pochettino in the waiting correct but uh, how much time would you give and uh, would you blame this defeat to ole because i don't think he should be uh, blamed for it but yeah somewhere uh, some basics which i think he should instill in the team are missing not entirely of course i think the board is pretty much it's very much visible especially the board i think the incompetence that they have in dealing transfers we have 8 months of we have lockdown and it's been 8 months and kavani has been a free agent since what a very long time and we are bidding him on the last day but uh, do you need kavani jason uh, is kavani should kavani be a priority right now not at all i don't think kavani is required i think we have good players in attack i think you know coming to your question where you asked about if ole is the right man i think he is the right man but i think he needs to you know add that you know command in the in his training techniques i think he needs to you know tell That's players what i'm saying so if you're saying he's the right man i am assuming you think- no, i feel i feel tactically he you know he knows how to get this team working but i just feel like you know he needs the one thing i feel he likes is that there are some players in this team who think that you know they are always their position in the first team is always fixed like the likes of uh, maguire and dahia they just to I stop you again i am very sorry ashton <laughs> villa scored another goal it therefore one <laughs> And Maguire and Pogba do that list. They are undroppable. They seem. I think we have to drop them firstly, especially Pogba. Yeah, the substitute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that you know. I think they should get get the sense that you know these guys are not. Uh, you know these guys are replaceable. You know, and I mean, you have when you have the likes of Dean Anderson sitting in the bench. I think you should get these guys. You know, give them a game or two, and if they, then that's when you know the seriousness will start coming, and that's when they start putting more hours in the training ground. and that's how we the team will get better you know i mean if you're looking at the transfer windows coming to an end tomorrow so we're definitely not going to buy any more defenders so i think we'll have to work at least for the next four three or four months we'll have to work with the squad that we have so i think that is the only way to go forward right now aish what do you think i is there anything you want to add i i will i don't know i don't know i don't know how to find any positives anything anywhere i can't i'm lo- i have a lot of at a loss of words i think i uh, i am like uh, patrice evra what is what is feeling what is reaction was i think he was almost in tears and uh, i have i don't know how to blame and what to blame anymore and what aspect to consider because i think we are losing the identity of the club it's just embarrassing Okay, but uh, let's let's take the red card out of the game. Uh, before the red card, even I think even before the red card, Spurs were the better team. Like uh, when both the teams were with eleven men, I think Spurs were the better side. Do you have to say anything about that? So uh, if you see, I think for the first ten minutes, it was pretty much okay. I think for the first minute, we were very good at what we were doing, and we won a penalty, and it was good play from us but i think after that uh, morinho has very well oiled his team if you see he pointed out the gaps he has been there he knows what the players are what their issues are and he, and we were we were wide apart we were open wide apart shaw was at, giving us so many space if you see the right wing was pretty much open then maguire let, is, let me just let me just stop you right there so what you are saying is, is it down to morinho or is it the players wanting that because i 
I I think a player can set up a team, but then at the end it has to come from the players that that intensity and that that drive that that effort that they are putting. I think which we uh, saw from Spurs. I think Mourinho has a part to play in that, but the players are also that much hungry. Do you think that is missing in the United squad? Of course, that comes from the training grounds. That is what you prepare before the match against a team. You see. If they are doing that, they must be taught, and there go specific preparations are happening for the match. They were playing against United. They knew what the faults were. They knew how to create, uh, uh, open them apart. Jason, yeah, yeah, I agree to that point. You know, I think that it's just the lack of intensity, the lack of commitment. I think you see the way. The Tottenham were pressing at the start. They had acres of space to run. They were, you know, completely splitting the different the defense apart. I mean, you cannot let that happen in a game of this magnitude. And that's it. Just shows that you know, even though we, I mean, you know, these guys are not average players. These guys are good players, but they're just not playing up to their capabilities. And it's just, uh, you know, sorry to be a United fan right now. But you know, United I just hope fan, that. And I feel for Ole as well because uh, of what yeah, I see. So I think it. it it, I think Ole has to take that, you know, those those steps where he, you know, starts treating these uh, guys like, you know, these guys are not fixed players. They have to be, you know, you know, sub them out for a big game or something, and you know, get the younger players in. You know, I'm because you know the younger players when you give them one or two opportunities, they always want to prove themselves. So they'll have that drive, they'll have that energy, Correct. and that's when you know these guys will realize that you know these guys they will they can be replaced. So. I think that's the only way forward right now. So no, I think that's a short-term yeah, solution. I agree. The players are to be blamed for sure. But I think the team as a whole looks confused and the signings haven't come in in how the club or the fans would have wanted to. It's just altogether becoming a very tough mountain to climb for Ole, I think. He has too many problems to deal with. Plus, uh, there's always the pressure of getting sacked because Pochettino, Allegri, the likes of these managers are waiting in the wing. So, how do you think he can improve? What changes should he bring in? The club is in chaos. They need to, to start at the training ground. And it's a, the most important thing is Ole needs to be tough now. He has, I think he has been too soft on the players, which I have always pointed out. This is this is the major, major, major issue with Ole. Otherwise, I don't think the tactic parts and the everything, everything can be learned. But this needs to come from him and this needs the player needs to know that. Okay, so you're you're saying just that will improve or the, everything, the situation and what has been happening right now. I think I I don't know what will improve the uh, status of our club, but I think this it should start from there. Yeah, I, I think yeah, this will avoid a match like this, like what we saw today. <laughs> okay, United should give a reaction in the next. Like if you see. See City play and they and they losing to somebody, someone team, some small team or some big team or any team. Look at the next match, how they come back. They they are on the run. They are, they are hungry for school. Everything they want to kill the game. You 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 say they want to do that, but again they lost to Leicester and then they drew their game against Leeds. So I'm just trying to uh, question: Are the fans overcritical or is is it correct to you know? Give it a I think stick it's to the all the bot. It's all the bottled of frustration from what eight years now that we have been, we were on the top and now we are struggling to even come four or fourth or sixth, which is not what the club deserves. So there's something something is wrong is happening at the club. Maybe at the management level, maybe at the board level, maybe at the player level. But it needs to be sorted out. They have to conclude if they have to finish in the top four or top six. 
what would be the way forward from you know two three months down the line? What they should be doing according to you? I think Ole should be given and he should be confident enough to run a team for at least one, one month for the next month. But next month is tough, and we'll see the real character of the team if we. If we have this October well gone for us, then I think we'll see the character and overlay and character of the club, character of the players, and character of the manager. Jason, would you like to add anything? Yeah, yeah. Ole has to be uh, tough with the players. You know, I think he has to make them realize that you know they're not uh, first team starters. And I think you know Ole should have ha- has to sit down with Woodward and decide you know what are their transfer targets. You know, I don't think. Because but, United but, is the only but club the that time is for that has with, gone already. Like they, they you guys. Yeah, I know the time for that is gone. But at least you know for the January transfer window. I mean, you we cannot go ahead with this defense. We're not we're not going to finish in the top four if we continue with this defense. We need to have some changes, and he needs to get that straight with Woodward. You know that these are the targets and these are the players we need. You know, you look at the transfer window that we had. I mean, I I don't even understand what was going on when why we signing Cavani right? We were struck, we were not we were ready to give hundred million to Sancho and they were you know falling short for ten or twenty million and now we are giving ten million to Cavani's agent. So I mean, I don't get it. Why are we? Uh, why are these decisions being made? What are they thinking behind it? You know, I mean, we like you and I sitting here, we know where the squad lacks. So I'm sure even they would be knowing. But I think you know they have to make the decisions and you know. Get give the likes of Dean Henderson a chance to play. You know, if Dahia continues to underperform, he should be. He should know that you know he can be put on the bench. Is so, the, is there a, is think, there a problem in in uh, the sporting director front? Because I think you guys don't have a proper sporting director. That's what I've read. So I think you guys would be the better. That's also funny. I think a, a investment bank an investment banker is running the operations of a club and not a sporting director having a knowledge of football. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you you look at Bayern and their sporting director, right? He's a ex football player, so then obviously when when there's a player, he obviously has uh, the knowledge of the game. But when you, if you tell a businessman to run a club, he's going to run it for profits and not for you know developing the team or developing the youth. Exactly. So that obviously makes a huge difference. Okay. I think something needs to be improved. I hope uh, this international week. I don't know how it will pass the international break, and I think. Uh, I think it's a good time for the international break to come for a, from a United perspective, because yeah, the, the players get to clear their head. They they likely they they get, basically get a chance to you know uh, move on from this defeat and you know just admit that it was a bad day and you know because you can't let games like these get to your confidence as a player. Exactly. They should consider it as a bad day and a, a lesson to be learned and improve it upon in the next week and show everyone that what is the character they have. Absolutely. Anything you are you would like to end with, Jason? Yeah, I just think that yeah, that's like what I said. You know, Ole has to get tough, and this is just the start. We just played three games. You know, there's yeah, that, a lot more I, that can change. Good, good, good thing to point out. It's just yeah. three games in, and yeah. the fans, basically, you guys are. I I can't put two words like it's. But you know, I we things have to change. I mean, it's pretty obvious. And you know, like if you, even if you look at last season, we were, uh, you know, bound to finish fifth or sixth. But after Bruno came, we ended up finishing third. So things can obviously change. There's a long season to go. But yeah, there have to be some you know strict actions taken. Otherwise, you know, I don't see us improving. Correct. It was nice uh, to have a take on this uh, very controversial slash 
disappointing game from your point of view and let's see let's hope uh, united performs well so that we have a happy podcast and we have positive reviews from the team and you guys as well so thank you thank you for joining on this exclusive thank episode. you guys thank you okay. all the best bye for bye. monday i hope it's not depressing for you all <laughs> bye bye <laughs> bye